You have found the Runaround Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. Hello, everyone. It's a wonderful Tuesday in Iowa, January. Hey, I'm I'm on cloud nine here. My NFL team is still playing in the playoffs, so I'm ecstatic. And anybody who follows me on Twitter knows who I follow, so I'll just leave it at that. They're still in the final eight. But this is a running podcast, and I'm going to get to uh, and my uh, monthly chat with Josh Yeager. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to talk about um, his comeback from a um, stress reaction in his leg, and he'll be... Um, on board to uh, talk about how that is all developing. Um, before I do, though, there is a bit of news to report. Um, uh, Iowa State added a new director of operations and assistant coach, and it is going to be Ian Frazier, um, announced by Jeremy Sudbury um, not too long ago. He comes from Iowa State, uh, from Florida State, where he was the same uh, basic position with the Seminoles as operations assistant for the women's uh, cross-country program. Um, and the Seminoles really had a good uh, cross-country season this year, finishing 18th at Nationals. Um, prior to that, um, he was at the high school level. He was the coach at Blue Valley Northwest High School in Kansas. And he's also uh, got a lot of uh, experience. Um, uh, spent the summer of 2017 at the Hoka One One Northern Arizona Elite Program. And everybody knows that's where uh, Wesley Kiptu, if you're a Cyclone fan, everybody knows that that's where Wesley is at. So he helped with them. Um, he is a former Central Missouri runner. Ran for them cross-country and track. Qualified for the NCAA Division II cross-country championships as well. And this is what Jeremy had to say about adding Ian Frazier to the program. He says, I'm excited to welcome Ian. He has done a phenomenal job behind the scenes at FSU in assisting with their successors, successes and is a big believer in details matter to win championships. His eagerness to hit the ground running in the middle of the season is welcomed as the rest of the staff and I have big goals for year two together. Um, he also says Ian's background as a former teacher and high school coach is an added bonus as the skills he learned in the classroom have prepared him to be an excellent educator of our sport. So that, um, that uh, took place. That was announced uh, right after the new year, um, right on uh, January 3rd. So Frazier steps into the role that was vacated by Juanita Sanchez, who left for the same director of operations job at uh, the University of Illinois, the Fighting Lionize. That's where uh, Juanita Sanchez went, and Sanchez has bounced around. She was at Texas Tech for operations uh, before Iowa State, then she was at... Uh, then he was at Iowa State, now to Illinois. So he's bounced around quite a bit. So, uh, so that's uh, the job that Frazier jumps into, and he also uh, softens the blow a little bit uh, with the loss of uh, Matt Lang, who um, uh, he left uh, the Cyclone program. Um, it was announced on December twenty-first. 
he was the uh, recruiting coordinator for Jeremy Sudbury's program. <clears throat> he went back to his alma mater, Furman, in Greenville, South Carolina, to be an assistant coach there uh, with the Paladins. Um, so he um, is the um, new assistant coach there. It's interesting, um, you know, he goes back to an area that uh, he really knows very well. Um, and, and this is an interesting quote that I've, I found on their website uh, from him. Um, he says, when I started to think about getting into collegiate coaching, it wasn't just to be a college coach, it was to be a coach at Furman University. So he really was looking to, to go back to Furman, and even though it's certainly not a program that's on the same level as Iowa State, but, you know, when your heart's in that, uh, in that place, um, that's where you want to go. And unfortunately for me, I, you know, built up a little bit of a, uh, a, a good tie with, with Matt. Um, he took some athletes to the uh, Blazing 5K race in October, shared some messages, uh, hoping to get some cyclones on the, uh, on the podcast. And, well, that's reached a dead end now that Matt is uh, in South Carolina. So this uh, Iowa State coaching staff looks like this. you got Sudbury, who's the director, track and field. Dan O'Mara, he's in charge of throws. Amy Rudolph, in charge of the women's uh, distance runners, um, uh, middle distance. Curtis Brondike, um, in charge of all the hurdles types of events. Uh, really good, uh, excellent quality there. Kale Wallace is in charge of the men's distance. Alex Gokenauer Brondike, um, wife of the assistant coach. Um, she's, you know, a very good heptathlete, so she's going to help out with those events there. Uh, and then Maggie Davis, former distance runner for the Cyclones. She's a volunteer coach. Uh, Marie Sudbury, uh, Jeremy's wife, is an administrative assistant, so she's taking care of all the behind the uh, behind-the-scenes details a little bit um, with, with Ian Frazier now. And then Edwin Kirkat, who is still there as a graduate assistant. Um, he, uh, interestingly enough, uh, my uh, one of the gym, the managers at the gym that I go to said that Edwin uh, signed up uh, for a membership uh, recently at my gym in Waukee. So he's around the area still. Um, probably going to be, he did uh, tell um, that, um, uh, manager at the gym that he's looking to move to Colorado in the next six months. So, so look for Edwin to, uh, yeah, once he gets done with his studies at Iowa state to, um, jump over to Colorado and to uh, resume that professional running career, as he told me at the blazing 5k, uh, which he, um, steamrolled to the victory there. That's what he said. He, you know, he wanted to pursue, a, uh, a a pro running career once he got his college studies done. So that's going to be coming up shortly there. So that's the Iowa State uh, coaching staff after the addition of Ian Frazier. Joining me as always now is former Center Point Urbana, Drake University, and South Dakota State runner Josh Yeager of the Minnesota Distance Elite Team. Hello, Josh. Hello. Yeah, it's nice to be back. It was a busy holiday season i'm sure for everyone so back yeah to- tell me about it yeah. tell me about what you did um well <laughs> uh, not much i mean obviously a lot of um, family visits um, i think the week of week of christmas i went back on a wednesday and i think it was the day before 
the huge storm hit or it, it hit that night and then the next day i-35 closed so um yeah. i got back home just before that closed or else i would have been stranded in minneapolis for a little bit um but yeah i went home uh for a good four or five days visited a lot of family and came back here for the new year and since then just been plugging away just working and working out so yeah <laughs> Okay. Now, when we talked last time, this was like the beginning of early, early December, said you needed about six weeks of training to get kind of back to where you thought you wanted to be is we're on six weeks right about now. Are you, are you where you want to be? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the <laughs> six weeks fully off running. Um, I had, I had a couple weeks at the beginning of, absolutely nothing so just kind of um existing not doing any cross training strength work anything um so that was a that was a nice little reset and then coming back from that biking was extremely hard um because i don't use those uh don't use those muscles all the time as a runner uh so i've gotten pretty pretty good at biking and my quads have definitely increased in size i find it harder to fit into <laughs> one pair of jeans that i can't uh we're on the regular right now so give it a month or two and i might be able to fit into them again um, but uh, yeah no it's so the six weeks went by i had a started running a, week or two, a couple weeks before christmas i think i had started on what's called the light speed lift or and they um they sponsor our team so they've given us one of their contraptions. It's basically looks like a squat rack that you put your treadmill, that you put around your treadmill. And then it basically has um, some bungee cords. So four bungee cords, two in the front, two in the back. And they, oh. they like Velcro onto these um, compression shorts. And basically you can move the notches of where the bungee cords insert on this rack up and down. And with each one, it's like five pounds more body weight taken off of you. Um, so I was doing runs with around 20 to 25 pounds of body weight taken off. So basically it's like a, um, it's like an ultra G that's a lot more accessible. Um, so a little bit cheaper and then easier to use. You can use it in your home versus buying a anti-gravity treadmill. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really weird for the first two weeks because um, it, <laughs> it makes your stride a lot longer. It you up and down a little bit, but assists you a lot. Anything, I think it made running harder for a bit because I was just like trying so hard to like, cadence faster. Doesn't feel right. Um, but eventually I got the hang of it. Um, so yeah, started doing that for a couple weeks and had my first unassisted on ground run on the day before Christmas. So Christmas Eve. And then since then I've just been um, slowly working, running back to full time. So I'm at like 30 miles this week. Uh, I was at roughly okay. 20 ish the last two weeks. So we're taking a very gradual build up. We're kind of saying no to indoors. We don't even want to mess with it and then just kind of focus for, um, trying to get some races started in April and then be strong throughout the summer. So yeah. now, as all the uh, listeners right now are Googling, uh, 
that uh, that machine now. <laughs> They're probably all <laughs> looking it up and trying to figure out what it, what exactly it is. Now, this was supposed to be at Brianna Siraki's uh, place originally, yep. right? Did yeah, you so keep going over there as you anticipated, or did you were you able to to take it to take possession of it? Oh no, I, I kept going there. I didn't realize how um, how big of a contraption it was um, <laughs> until I got there. It would have been a hassle to move it anywhere. To move it. Um, she also has like um, she lives a bit away from me, a bit south, so it was somewhat out of the way to go there. But it was also um, it was nice. She has like a very nice um, setup for it, so it was it was nice to kind of get out of the house in a way. And just kind of go over there. And they had a really nice dog named Gracie. Um, <laughs> was uh, not Gracie, Luna, named Luna. That was always excited to see me. So, so yeah. So how long did it, how, how many workouts did you need to really feel like you were getting used to it? Getting used to the contraption, as you call it. I think it, I think it took like four runs. Probably until four? I started to feel normal on it. And then even so, it was just kind of, it wasn't quite the same as um, as regular running. Uh, so it was just like, okay, this is awesome. Like I'm going through the motions, but I really just wanted to get running. <laughs> so um, I haven't, I haven't used it since then, um, since the first introductory couple weeks back into running. Um, but I think it was a, it was a really good tool for you know, not getting into it too fast because uh, I think most stress injuries uh, reoccur or like any like a reoccurrence of the injury happens within the first four weeks most commonly. So with those first two weeks just kind of being, you know, taking 25 pounds of my body weight off and just having some assistance kind of, you know, decreases the percentage or the chance of that coming back. So yeah, very critical, critical time right there when you're uh, trying to get back into it. So, okay, well, that's good that that all went well. Uh, did you bring a Did you bring a housewarming gift with you, as we talked about? Did you bring anything over to thank um, her at the end, or <laughs> I, I got to tease you on this? I was going to the last day, and then it was it was a last minute call. Um, I was going to leave on Thursday to go home for Christmas. Um, for the holidays, but I ended up leaving on Wednesday. So had I gone on Thursday, I was going to bring something. But last minute, decided to go Wednesday. And then ironically, um, this Iraqi just gave me um, some gifts and some treats. So uh, the roles were reversed. Uh, eventually, I would pay them back. But, um, but no, it's been crazy here with the crazy winter storms and everything. I think Minneapolis was borderline shut down there for a few days. So I'll use that as my excuse for now, um, whether or not. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? But... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I like your uh, train of thought. So so if you were to try to run a 3,000 meters right now, what would be kind of your, what do you think you could run it in right now? Ballpark time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Right now, um no workouts and 30 miles a week probably i don't know i think i could without any real work i could probably run an 830 <laughs> i think um 
give me two more weeks and some workouts. I could probably run closer to eight ten to eight fifteen. Um, okay, I don't think that's too crazy to say. Being is my PR would be almost thirty seconds faster than that. Um, that eight fifteen range. So, I, I, I mean. On a perfect day, I think that's possible. I don't think I, – I would hope too much fitness hasn't escaped me. But um, I guess we'll find out when I start doing some of these workouts. But When do you anticipate starting uh, starting doing those? So I think the, – the, the real tough stuff. Yeah, so the, the way it's set up, I think it was – what Coach had told me is he wants about six weeks of – no workouts or anything before getting into workouts so about the time that you took off is about the time that you want to just get regular easy um, maybe a little bit of moderate mileage in and then after that um, that period start doing the workouts so I'm thinking I might have one more week maybe two and then we'll start um, we'll start some like longer aerobic work some lactate threshold work initially i would think and then we'll we'll get to more of the quicker sharper stuff in march i would say um so yeah it'll it'll be your regular tempos progressions and then maybe a few like track repeats anywhere from 1k to a mile um with like one minute rest just trying to get that um more the lactate threshold versus anything fast at the beginning that'll be just handy for you because right about that time maybe maybe central minnesota will be kind of uh, digging out from all the snow and cold by then maybe you might be able to get out outdoors yeah that would be that would be very nice <laughs> instead of running indoors so i'm assuming that i haven't looked at the entry list but i'm assuming some of your teammates are going down to houston and doing uh, you know, some other racing. Uh, is it tough to have them be racing and you're still kind of uh, in the formative stages here of your training? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy, obviously. Um, you know, it'd be different had I, because there's, there's some teammates that aren't racing right now. Like, for, for example, Joel Rykow, who just Ran out of his mind, ran a 212 low marathon. He did, yeah, I saw that. I mean, that just kind of shows that hard work pays off in his um, his situation. But, like, he he's on a break now, just building back slowly, um, from what I understand. Uh, actually, he might be racing Houston. I'm not sure. I need to check that. Um, that's my bad for not knowing the schedule. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, some people, you know, on the team, everyone's focusing on different events, so... It's kind of one thing if like you're in an off planned off period um obviously i didn't plan to get injured so yeah it kind of sucks um not being able to race especially last year indoors was you know kind of my that was my season um that was kind of when i ran the best that i have uh, but at the same time it's just um you know, just putting things into perspective, like, you know, I want to run well outdoors and then it's really cool that my teammates are still getting these experiences to go. Um, you know, they're going to go to the BU, the Boston track that's super fast and go for some fast miles. Got the people doing the Houston half. Um, we also got quite a few people going to SDSU on the 21st for, um, 
some more of our middle distance crew. So Emmy Trost, Owen and Colin, and then some of our training partners on the team as well. Um, so I would say the only thing that I think I am kind of jealous of is that meet because it's the it's the dedication of the track. They're um, they're naming the track after a donor. Um, so it's going to be like a huge celebration. Oh, okay. Uh, huge celebration, like stacked races. Uh, they're going to have a pretty good group going for a sub four mile, et cetera. Um, and I think if that meet, the two previous years, I had broken the facility record in the 3K. So it would have been cool to do that on a day like that again. Um, but uh, I might just show up as a non-athlete and show my support as well. Um to be determined on that but uh yeah that was my question whether you were gonna come uh come along with them or not uh seems like you you might you might be uh, wanting to yeah i mean there's there's potential um i mean that's not you know that's not um something like that doesn't happen every year um where you can where you name the track after someone who gives a lot to the program and then it it just means so much for you know, beyond the athletes there and running there, but the community as a whole there. Um, Cause that, that building since it's been made has been host to hunt, like not hundreds, it's hosted thousands of athletes, but it's dozens of meets, um, you know, people across the Midwest. It's kind of like a, you know, amazing place to go and run fast times in a very uh, horrible climate <laughs> in the winter to say the least. Um, so yeah, it'll be a really cool weekend. Um, yeah, and that's just a week from Saturday, right? That's coming right up. Uh, yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Steinborn is who they're uh, gonna be in, in memory of him. So mm -hmm. one one million dollar gift. Uh, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. So, so I, they're not naming it the Rod to Haven track, huh? And not after all he's done. It's no, gonna, yeah. no. I think money talks. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, especially you got to be happy right now. By the way, uh, your your Jacks, your football team won the first national championship. Yeah. Uh, so con congratulations to SDSU for winning that. So it's got to be a lot of pride in the among the alums. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. I think some brewery down there made um, Jackrabbit-themed um, beers. And I think every single person on social media I saw was drinking one of those last Sunday. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a cool time, yeah. Well, let's, let's kind of talk about the SDSU advantage here that they have with this beautiful... Uh, Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex. It's got it's got to be a huge recruiting tool here. It's a beautiful facility. Um, t uh, tell me about uh, your feelings on that, um, having run there. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very different experience because from Drake. Because Drake, we didn't really have an indoor track. <laughs> no. Where thing above the basketball court, but in our backyard was you know, one of the best tracks in the country, if not the world, outdoor tracks, that is. Um, sure. And go to SESU, and they don't have an outdoor track anymore, um, but they have the high school one, which is perfectly fun functional. It's 400 meters around. Um, but, yeah, the, the indoor complex was, like, it was so nice, and I don't think I appreciated it as much as, like, I took it for granted while I was there. 
And then when I got here to Minneapolis, it's just kind of like, oh man, I wish we had that. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause it's, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. It's lane six on a 300 meter track is basically three laps on the dot equals 1000 meters. So it's, you know, get, get out in the wider lanes, take it easier on the legs, no tight turns, go backwards. If you need to, if you're, if you're ever forced to do a long run inside, it's easier to do it around a 300 plus meter loop rather than a 200 meter loop. And I mean, it's, they host huge amounts of teams with the infields. Um, they got, I know I, fortunately I never had to use them while they were there, but they have the underwater treadmills and, you know, they're another version of the ultra G's and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, for training, particularly in the winter, nothing could really beat it in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Drake Fieldhouse uh, qualifies as an indoor facility. <laughs> no, I think I did a long run on that back once. It was like 13 miles. And you just change direction every 10 minutes so you don't go insane. Um, but yeah, that's that was a, <laughs> that beat up your legs if you ever went, ran on that. And running around the upper reaches of the nap center. That was there. That was your option. That's what you're talking about, right? That was pretty much the better option of the two. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, <laughs> there's that's a, still there's not a... great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so let's kind of talk about since indoors kind of scrapped, kind of looking ahead to your outdoor season. Uh, maybe some, maybe uh, you know some v viewpoints of whether you're going to make it back to Des Moines Drake Stadium for the relays or what? Uh, what you're thinking here? Do you plan that far ahead? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the way we're looking at it is. Um, April would be this early April. There's a lot of local meets um, around here in the cities. So we're thinking about going to maybe one of those and just maybe run in a short race or an off distance, just kind of get a good, like the legs under, yeah, get what it feels like to race again. And then towards the end of April, um, ideally Drake relays would be um, the option that I would obviously love to go back to um, seeing as I've been there pretty much every single year that I haven't been injured the last eight years. Um, but, uh, so then it's just kind of looking at what makes sense there. Um, whether, whether we go and try for the 1500 again, whether we um, just kind of try for the U S one mile um, and then don't run on the track and then go to California for a 5k the next week, or maybe Drake is going to have a stacked Pro 5K this year, like they did a couple years back. I think they had a bunch of people go right around 1320. So um, they they've put together really good 5K fields in the past. So uh, uh, yeah, I would love to run Drake, and I think that would be like the first big meet that I would run at on my comeback. Obviously, it depends on you know what the fields look like um, if they can get me in, which I would hope they can get me in with my history and credentials um but you never want to say anything uh before it happens uh so yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously that would be like the huge thing that i'm targeting at the moment um, that was actually my next question was whether you had still had the connections there at drake or or a, to get you into an, a race or is it something where maybe you'd have to prove something um i mean 
I think, I mean, the connections are there. Like I, I know Blake Bolden and we, we don't like talk all the time, but like once in a while I'll get a text from him and he'll just ask me how it's going. And um, so I'm, I'm fairly close with Blake. And then um, my coach is, knows Blake and is in constant contact with him. And uh, I think is for, you know, getting into the meet itself based on my performances, whether having something to prove, I think, um, I mean, obviously I have to come back from injury and run well, but I think I've proven myself. Yeah, I placed fifth at the U.S. road mile there last year, and I've won a Drake Relays title before. And so I don't think it's a matter of proving proving myself either. It's just kind of like um, – yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it how it shakes up, but yeah, hopefully that didn't come off as cocky. I mean, but like yeah, I've you know I've I've done some cool things, and I think that along with being from Iowa and knowing the people there, I think um, I would be a good addition to the meet. So yeah. I think the one mile, the road mile, would be good for you. I think it'd yeah. be a good a good 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 race for you. Um, and like you said, it is the USA one mile championships again this year, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm on their website now and checking. So, because um, I frankly hadn't thought that far ahead. So, so uh, on the schedule. But yeah, April 25th is the date this year. So. Yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty good. You could probably double up too and run, you know, something on the track on that Friday or Saturday. Yep. Yeah, and that would be the that would be the question whether it, with um being early in the season whether to you know just have to for that with going forward. But I mean, we got plenty of time to think about that. Um, so, but yeah, that's my that's my big goal right now is uh, Drake. Every time I've had an injury, it seems like I've always learned from from it. Uh, during my back injury I had a year ago, I'm doing back stretches. I'm doing everything for my sacrum. I'm doing a lot of, you know, twice a day on this. Uh, what have you taken away from this injury um, since we last talked? Have you thought about it more? Um, what have you learned from it? Yeah, I would say I'm not... Um, I learned that I'm not invincible by any means. I think uh, for a few years there, I was just kind of through COVID and everything. I was just having fun with it. Uh, just kind of, you know, the the intensity of or the the volume of training wasn't as much during then during grad school. But I was just, you know, having fun with it. Just kind of eating whatever I wanted. Um, not really taking too much more into account aside from like just doing the small things like stretching, uh, doing some strength work and then running. Um, but since then going into the uh, like pro scene and then getting through a year of that kind of seeing how hard it can be to, you know, keep a season going for nine plus months versus having three mini seasons in a year. Um, it's quite a bit different. And with that, as I get older too, um, I can't get away with uh, necessarily eating, you know, and just not eating as nutritionally sound foods as I was before. So I think uh, that nutrition aspect is something I've learned. And I worked with a nutritionist for a bit. Um, she gave me a lot of 
a lot of good advice and strategies to get what I need because I also got some blood work and other stuff done and it I have a below average bone density for my age um so oh, okay some good things to know um which makes it you know not surprising that this is my fourth stress bone related injury in terms of running so i got i got lucky for a few years with it but after looking at that it's just kind of like oh okay so you know i'm not i mean i'm still young i'm 25 but it's also like you know in 10 years time that low bone density might uh you know catch up to me so it's more just like okay what do i have to do now well i have to take you know a bunch of vitamin d and calcium together and you know all this other stuff so it's kind of i've learned that i have to really take into account these small things whether it be you know some strength training um nutrition getting the proper stuff in beyond just running because um i can run and run as much as i want get as fit as i can be but it's as I learned this fall, it doesn't matter if I have a broken bone. So, a couple of questions there. When did you pick up the new the, the nutritionist? When did you pick up that? Um, it was probably mid December, a little bit before. Okay. Um, so yeah, her her name's Rasa Troop. Uh, she works with our team, and she's very knowledgeable. She was a Olympic steeplechaser from Lithuania, so hmm. she's been there, done that kind of gets the gets our mindset and everything so she's she was very helpful and gave me like a lot of um tips like what to eat when etc and then um turns out like and it wasn't like by me consciously doing it but for a professional level athlete running 100 plus miles a week like I was eating nowhere near enough <laughs> and that, that may have been just because, you know, I'm trying to save money, you know, <laughs> not, uh, not too much grocery store and whatnot, but it's just like, yeah, you need all these other snacks and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I might throw up on my run if I eat that much before, but, um, <laughs> but no, she gave me a lot of good tips um, and some, some ideas to work on. So yeah, it's um, been really helpful so far feeling a lot better already even though my mileage isn't quite up to uh you know regular training yet but and healthier snacks and I'm, I'm assuming there and uh are you taking like a, a you know vitamin t vitamin d supplements uh yep yeah so i i used doing? to just do like a multivitamin but now i'm doing now i'm doing them i'm doing them uh, it's vitamin D combined with calcium, and I have to take it like three times a day. I think normal is two times a day, but for with if you have lower bone density, um, three times a day is what what's recommended. So, and you're putting your your joints and bones through a lot more work than most people, so you need yeah you need more. So okay. Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, this is all really good stuff. Uh, really uh, hope all the listeners uh, found out some information uh, going on to Google about your nutritionist and, <laughs> and the uh, contraption, as you called it. Uh, find out all about that. So I guess we'll talk again in another month. Definitely. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay.
A couple of reminders that my Best of 2022 podcast is out. You can listen to that. It's got some of my best audio clips from the last year's interviews. Also, uh, the first one of 2023 is Dan Kurtz, former Iowa State uh, runner, who's now going into mountain running. Uh, a very good interview there, so I encourage you to go to those interviews. And uh, for the indoor track season and outdoor track season, I am not going to have a week-to-week results podcast anymore. That is all. If you want to uh, catch up on who did what in college and professional running in Iowa, you want to go to DesMoinesRegister.com to the Mileposts. Uh, blog that I write. That is where you're going to find all of that information on how everybody did. Just search Mileposts uh, at uh, Register Sports and you'll find it there. Uh, you can also find it at runnerstuff.com. That's uh, Steve Bobbenhouse's website there. Former fitness sports uh, owner, he is the one who runs that runner stuff as well. So thanks for listening, and I'll be back with another interview very shortly.